Well, hello, my name is Pastor Todd Coconado, and I want to welcome you to this week's Sunday service. We're so glad that you're here today. I've been praying and asking the Lord for a word and for fresh vision for today that he would speak to not only my heart, but to yours as well. I pray that you're blessed by what he says today, and we just thank you so much for tuning in. This is the podcast version, so it's only the audio, but I pray it blesses you as you listen wherever you are in Jesus' name.
is where I lay it down Every burden, every crown This is my surrender This is my surrender Here is where I lay it down You are all I'm chasing now This is my surrender Five years ago, if you'd have told me I'd be sitting here, you know, telling my story of, of salvation, I, I would have laughed right in your face and I would have told you you were a crazy Christian. I didn't believe there was hope. I didn't believe in true love. Five years ago, I didn't even believe in myself. I heard people use the term atheist and when I decided I knew what that meant, it just was kind of stuck in the back of my mind. Like, I think that's where I fit better than anything. It was more just, there's no such thing as God. Like, if God really cares about people, like all these people say he does, he wouldn't let children starve and cities burn down and he wouldn't let people get into situations where they, where they hurt each other. I just thought Christians were meddlers and they took away the rights of people and they were just trying to create this new world order. I, I really viewed Christians as evil. I became really combative. Like, I'm not gonna let them get away with this. This is a fairy tale, this is crap. Like, they cannot just come and fill people's heads with this fantasy. I faced life feeling like every day should be awesome and it should be fun, but I did that with drinking and drugs and boyfriends. And if I died, I just, I was buried. That was, that was all I really believed. I met my best friend who happened to be a Christian through a past relationship. She was the first friend that really started to talk about Christianity in a different way to me. I remember she had, she took the, her jacket off and she had this shirt on with bright pink lettering that said, Jesus is my homeboy. And I was like, is that, isn't that blasphemous? <laughs> Can you really say that? And she just lived it. I mean, that was about the closest I had seen to someone really just demonstrating a love for Christ rather than just duty to him. And man, I just remember thinking like, how am I ever gonna be friends with her? If, if we're so divided on these things. I mean, we had debates. We had heated debates. I really let her have it. I was like, that is the most crazy hogwash I've ever heard. And because I knew her personally, I felt like she really did have my best in mind, that she wanted to break through those hard things with me. And in that time, I met a really awesome guy and we got close, but, uh, probably a little too close because um, I got pregnant only a few months after we met. I decided um, I got to get rid of this problem. I went to a clinic and heard any of the options I had. And that was where a lot started to change. There was this picture this woman handed me and it was just a dot, but she explained to me that that was a, a baby. I just started to wonder like how on earth that was going to become a life. You know, this had to be something bigger than me. Up until then, I had been so snarky to Christians, but I started to lean in a little more and wonder if maybe what they were saying was true. My best friend had approached me. She basically said, I, I understand you're really struggling for answers right now. She says, I just want to tell you, like, what if you just gave Christianity a try? She says, because I go to church and I pray and you'll never know until you know, but I can tell you there are answers. And she says, if you just gave it one month, you know, just come to church and then you can just say at least you tried. I realized she cares more about this faith than, than being a popular friend right now. That said a lot, because we had been through a lot. For some reason, it just felt like if I could just go, maybe I'll hear something. 
or at least I can just be alone for a little bit and think. I hid myself up in the balcony and I actually owned a Bible from all my years of trying to disprove and the worship team uh, performed Canons by Phil Wickham. There were certain words I vividly, you know, remember reading them on the screen for the first time and just thinking, wow, that's, that's what I feel. You know, having been an atheist and, and believing in science, to, to read the moon and the stars declare who you are, it took me away from that happenstance and it, it put me in the position that just like I was created and my baby was created, you know, th this whole world, this whole universe was created and they all proclaim what, what a power he is. And on a personal level, you know, it's, it says, I'm so unworthy, but still you love me. For me, this didn't make any sense. You know, he can redeem good people, you know, people who've made little mistakes and messed up and didn't say they're these and thous or something like that. He doesn't redeem women who are pregnant out of wedlock, who have a path of emotional carnage behind them. And uh, this song was just reminding me, you know, even if you're unworthy, he loves you. You know, we're all unworthy. You know, that's the beauty about grace. It, it's a gift. You, you don't get to pick and choose who gets it. You know, you just accept it. And it was after that song and a really powerful message, I finally accepted Christ. Um, but I remember just sitting there because it wasn't so easy. Because, I mean, it was almost like I felt bad for him to have to take on everything I lived. It's like I felt bad that Jesus <laughs> had to own, like me. And I just remember holding my belly and holding my breath and I just said, are you sure that you want to save this one? Are you sure? I mean, I called him names. I laughed behind his back. I mocked him in public and I realized I'm no different than all those people that were right in front of him, you know, as he bled. And if he went for them, you know, he, he went for me too. You know, it's, it's a struggle to believe every single day that um, Jesus really did die for me. And um, when someone challenges what I believe now, I, I remember being that person. I remember taking any opportunity I had to just stick it to the Christian. But now, I mean, my faith is so big. It's, it's like, I know where you've been. I, I know that feeling. And I, I promise if you give me just a few minutes, you know, I'll talk about it with you. I try to just get them one step closer, one question closer. As much as I know about what it's done for me, it's worth a shot to try to get them to come over to. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to service. What a powerful morning it's been already, but God is about to do something significant this morning. You know, we got to call upon the name of the Lord. I want to share some things with you today, uh, some things the Lord's been speaking to me, and I hope that it brings encouragement to your heart, also gives us direction as a community, and uh, just keep pressing ahead, folks. Keep pressing ahead. Uh, we're seeing victories. There are things that are happening behind the scenes, things that are happening in our personal lives, breakthroughs are coming. And I know that God is not done. I know that God is about to do some powerful and significant things. So why don't we go ahead and pray? And we're going to get into the message this morning. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you today with this remnant community, Lord God, calling upon your name. And you say in your scripture, those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Many of us, Lord God, have been going through a season where it's really challenged us in our faith. It's challenged us because it's been a disruptive time. It's challenged us because it's, it's been a season of shaking and separation and preparation. 
And Lord God, I believe that we're coming to a pivotal crossroads moment. I've been talking about it publicly quite often about how I feel like we're, we're coming to this Mount Carmel moment. Lord, where the prophets of Baal and the prophets of God are now coming to a head. And Lord, it's a critical juncture. It's a moment of decision. And this is why we've been feeling the spiritual pressure. And so this morning, Lord God, we call upon your Holy Spirit to meet us in such a way that we would have an outpouring. There'd be an open heaven, Lord God, that, that all the mockers and all those who have challenged you and challenged us and our God, you, Lord, the God of heaven and earth, Lord God, I pray that, that, Lord God, it would be one of those defining moments in our life where we see your hand move and we invite your presence and your glory to move in this service, to move in our lives and to move in our nation. And so we say thank you for your spirit and thank you for your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I'm going to share a scripture. I love the psalmist David. And uh, in Proverbs 4, 25 through 26, it says this. It says, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. I want us to be sure. I want us to be confident in the God that we serve. I want us to know that we are serving the God of heaven and earth, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. Friends, I was in prayer this week and a lot of times late at night, this is when I get to go into the secret place. My family is asleep. And I start calling upon God's name and just asking him things, inquiring of his Holy Spirit and saying, Lord, I need you. I need you to move in my life. I need you to give me answers, Lord. I need to get divine strategy, wisdom. I need, I need energy, Lord God. I, discouragement tries to come on me sometimes. Does it come on you? Where the discouragement just, you know, depression. I'm just going to be transparent with you. Depression tries to come on me. And I have to cast down that demonic spirit. I have to cast down that feeling, that feeling of doubt, that feeling of insecurity. God wants us to be a sure people. He wants us to be a secure people. He wants us to know who it is that we serve. Listen, if anything this season has done, it's caused us to go deeper. Oftentimes, God will use the difficult seasons, the, 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 you know, not the mountaintop times, but the, the valley times, the seasons where we really got to press in. Well, we really got to ask the question, do I or do I not believe in this? You know, I've had to come to that moment of decision, you know, where I had to question my faith. Do I, am I legit? Am I, am I sincere in what I'm preaching? Am I sincere in the fact that, hey, I believe what I'm preaching? Because let, I'm going to be honest with you. If I'm not real, if I'm not authentic, I don't even want this. I don't want the ministry. Look, I laid down the whole ministry this week and a lot of people didn't understand my post. And they were there saying, are you okay, Pastor Todd? Is everything all right? And I want to thank those that checked in on me. I know you care, but I had to lay this whole thing down, friends, because I didn't ask for this platform. You know, I came out of Hollywood and I saw, you know, being famous and what that's like. And I saw, you know, the platforms and the followings and that whole thing. And I didn't want that. And I don't want that. I still don't want that. You know, I'd be very happy fishing on a lake somewhere, you know, or, or rowing, you know, in some kayak somewhere that, you know, that I'm an outdoor. I love that kind of stuff. I like being away and going on trips and traveling. And, you know, there's all different types of things that I would be doing. You know, I was in the corporate world for many years, bivocational as a pastor before the Lord brought me into full time ministry. 
know, we had our church in Chatsworth. I didn't want to be a strain on the ministry for many years. And so I worked a full-time job during the day. And then I would get off work and I'd go to the church and we'd have service. And I'd be there till nine, 10 at night. And then I do the same thing the next day, you know, and, and, and that's how it was for many years. And so I saw what it was like to work in the corporate world. After I had given my life to Jesus, I had to make money, right? You know, if you don't work, you don't eat, you know? So a lot of people think that, you know, that's all I did for many years was just be in the ministry. No, I mean, of the 20 years that we were in the ministry in California and the 17 years of the church in Chatsworth, I'd say at least half of that time I was working full time in, in the corporate world. You know, and, and that's because I had to. I had to do that. And you know what? It was easy sometimes. It was challenging. Uh, some of you guys, you know, you're feeling that right now. You say, how long am I going to have to do this job? I know the, the calling on my life and I get it. That's how I felt. Just like I had to wait on a wife. I had to wait on the ministry. I had to wait on a wife. I had to, you know, so if anybody understands waiting, I do. And so if you're waiting or if you're in a season of praying, maybe you're single and you say, I'd love to get married or something like that. Hold on. Keep standing, keep pressing in this season that we're in right now, collectively as a body in a church, it is a shaking like none other. It is a time of a moment of decision. We are at that Mount Carmel that I've been talking about. We are at the, the season in time where the prophets of God and the prophets of Baal are going at it and, it, and we're coming to that pivotal, that pivotal head. And so that's why, you know, there's been so much of soul searching and and so I laid down the ministry. I said, Lord, I don't even need this. I don't, you know, none of this if it's not of you. Well, the Lord said it is of me and, and you need to keep going. And so I was prepared for whatever God would say, but that is what he said. He said, keep holding on, keep pressing ahead, keep speaking truth. I am with you even until the end of the age. This remnant community is of my doing, said the Lord, and I'm going to move on your behalf. And it's just like when he said to me about, you know, when we inquired of Ukraine and he said, the end is not yet. Well, it's that same thing. He said, I am with you and I'm going to move on your behalf. Hear me. Hear me for those that are weary. He wants us to be sure of ourselves. He wants us to be confident in him. He wants us to make the decision in our mind that there's no second string. There's no other direction. Like there's not a backup plan. Get rid of the backup plan. If God said it, I believe it. And that settles it. Are you with me? Are you with me? Somebody needs to hear this today because you've been questioning yourself and you've been questioning your calling and you've been questioning because that depression and oppression has been trying to make its way in. And that spirit of doubt. Yes, it's a spirit, a spirit of doubt that tries to come upon the saints because it's, it's that same thing that was in the garden, that ugly serpent where the serpent said, well, surely God didn't say you couldn't eat of that, that tree, or did he really mean that? Or is he really with you? Is he really, you know, is he really answering your prayers? Is he really about to move? Is he really about to do something? You have all the naysayers and the doubters and the people that are in your ear, that are in my ear, the comment section where the people are negative, say, oh, that's a bunch of nonsense, what you're saying. Nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. Well, you know what? There was a lot of people that said that when they were right there at the Red Sea, when they wanted to turn back and to go into captivity, the children of Israel, because they didn't believe that God was able to do anything. They thought he was out of moves. God is never out of moves. God is never out of resources. God is never out of power. He is the creator. 
He wants us to be confident in who he is and in who we are and to stand in that confidence. And so when I was in prayer, the Lord started showing me how that doubt and that fear started creeping in. And that was making me question if I was doing the right thing because I wasn't pressing in hard enough. I wasn't calling upon the name of the Lord hard enough because, you know, a lot of times in the ministry, and I know many of you will relate to this, you're pouring out, you're pouring out, you're pouring out. You know, we've been so busy, interview after interview, speaking engagement after speaking engagement, going all around the country, traveling. You get weary when you're traveling. You know, and sometimes the devil tries to creep in and say, are you making a difference? Are you making an impact? Are you doing anything? We've been working so hard. But unless the Lord builds the house, we labor in vain. So I wanted to make sure so that when I said, I lay this before you, Lord, I was literally putting this ministry down before him again because I never want it to be about me. I never want it to be about my name. I never want it to be about any of those things. This is a God thing. And all of you are a part of this. It's not about a name. It's not about a ministry. It's not about somebody trying to be famous. It's not about likes. It's not about followers. We are in a critical juncture in our society and in our world. And God wants a confident body to know who we are and what we're able to do in him. Amen. Amen. He wants us to be confident, friends. He wants us to be confident. Uh, the Psalms uh, 107.9, if you got your Bible, you can turn there. Psalm 107.9. And I've been telling you, we're not putting up the scriptures anymore because you know what? It's, it's too easy. It's too easy to look on the screen and have the scripture. Please, if you're part of this community, either have your app out or have your Bible. And I love paper Bibles. I love them. And so if you got them, turn to Psalm. 1079, we're reading it together. For he satisfies the longing soul, the hungry soul he fills with good things. Well, Pastor Todd, does that mean, you know, when the, when the election might be, you know, when things might happen <laughs> that we don't appreciate in the natural, when we see things that are happening that are discouraging, when we see things that are happening that seem like God has forsaken us, but we know he hasn't, We've got to have that confidence to know who we are and that God is going to fill our soul. That's why I say feed your soul. Feed your soul. Get into the word. Feed your soul. Feed your soul. The scripture. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. If you want to get filled up, start speaking and, and knowing the word of God deeper. I know there's a lot of people in this hour that are seeking a prophetic word. Listen, I have a lot of prophetic friends. I happen to speak in the prophetic when the Lord gives me a word, I don't call myself a prophet, but I have a gifting of prophecy where I do give prophetic utterance from here and there when the Lord says so. And I know many of you have that too. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. If you are a follower of Yeshua and you are filled with the spirit and you go into the secret place and you call upon the name of the Lord, the Lord will give you visions. He will give you strategy and he will give you words. And so I'm not against prophecy. It's a fivefold ministry gifting. We believe in all fivefold ministry giftings, including the office of a prophet. I say that because I want to say something, though. Some people are trying to replace the Bible with prophetic words from other people. Now, listen, again, I'm not against prophetic words. Praise God for prophetic words. Praise God for prophets. But if you are in the word, it is the bread of life. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. The Lord is calling us back to our first love, Jesus Christ. He's calling us back to restoration, to restoring the foundations. 
We need to restore the foundations in this country. He is raising up voices that are anointed and appointed for an hour as this. He is, he is stirring things up. If your life has been a little turbulent in the last couple of months or last couple of years, hold on, saint. Hold on, person of God. God has not forgotten you. God has not forsaken you. He has not taken his anointing away from you unless you have walked out of the presence of the most high God, unless you have walked into deliberate sin and unrighteousness. And only you can determine that over your life. God is not going to force himself upon you. He's given you free will. But no one can take that mantle and that anointing from you either, but you and God. That's it. Not the person that's making fun of you, not the person that's coming against you, not the person that's accusing you, not the person that's slandering you. None of those people can take the mantle and the anointing from you. And if you're dealing with turbulence in your life, it's probably because you're over the target. It's probably because of your stance. I said this a few times, but some of you might not have heard it. You know, God gave me a word. I said, Lord, why'd you wake me up? I said, this burden is such a heavy burden to bear sometimes. He says, well, lay it down at the foot of the cross. I said, well, yeah, I can do that, Lord, but it's not as easy as it sounds. I'll try. And I've been. That's why I laid it down. That's why I put up the posts I did where I laid the ministry down because the burden can be heavy and the urgency is significant. And it's because God has awakened us. Many are called, but few are chosen. So I said, Lord, why'd you wake me up? Why'd you wake me up? He said, well, would you rather be one of the other guys? I said, what do you mean? He says, well, would you rather be one of the people that are asleep? I said, well, sometimes it seems easier for them. He said, it's not easier for them. Most of them are on their way to hell. He says, there are some uh, Christians that are not awake but are saved, but the majority of the people that are asleep have their heads buried and are on their way to hell. So you don't want to be one of them. He says, as far as the Christians that lack discernment, yes, they may have accepted me as their Lord and Savior, but they don't see the bigger picture. They lack the unction of the Holy Spirit. They lack divine strategy. They lack the understanding and discernment. He says, those people are, are, are like running to and fro. They have no idea what they're doing. And that's why there's people Many people that are running to the prophets, and again, I'm all for running to prophets to get a prophetic voice, but, but you got to make sure you yourself are going into the presence of the Most High, and you are like the scripture says, my sheep hear my voice. Pastor Todd, I don't know how to hear the voice of the Lord. Go into the secret place. What is that? Pray. Pray. Get along with the Lord. I drive my truck out into the country sometimes. Sometimes I take a hike up into a mountain. Sometimes I go by a creek. It doesn't matter. Just get along with the Lord. Get along with the Lord and call upon his name and say, God, I want to hear your voice. God, I want to go deeper. God, I want to be on fire for you. He said, Todd, I woke you up because you wouldn't want to be somebody who's asleep. And I knew you'd say yes. He says, think about it. You have one or two choices. You could be asleep or you could be awake. I know the burden is heavy if you're awake, but you don't want to be asleep. Many of you are awake and your spouse is asleep. Many of you are awake and somebody in your life, your son, your daughter, your coworkers, your friends, they're asleep. And it's a heavy burden for you to bear. I just want you to know I get it and God gets it. But you are in the right position. You are in the right place. Confidence in Jesus Christ. Confidence in Jesus Christ. He satisfies the longing soul and the hungry soul. He fills with good things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah 46, verse 4. Turn there right now. Isaiah 46, verse 4. I feel the presence of the Lord very strong this morning. 
very strong this morning. The Lord is going to do something significant today. Breakthrough is about to happen. Somebody that's listening, you're about to have a breakthrough in your situation. You've been wondering why it's so hard. You've been wondering why the pain, the, oh, it's like been pressing, pressing, pressing. You feel pressed. You are pressed, but you are not shaken. You are running, but you are not going to grow weary. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is literally coming upon you right now. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah for your presence right now, God. Thank you, Lord. You are giving sustenance to the remnant. You are giving sustenance. You're giving manna. You are all that we need, Lord God. You are enough. You are enough. Somebody is getting filled right now. Somebody is getting filled right now. Thank you, Lord. You've been battling a tough situation in your marriage. I feel that really strongly right now. The Lord is moving on your heart, your heart to give you the strength to keep pressing ahead. Don't grow weary, saint. Don't grow weary. He chose you. He chose you. That's who you are. Isaiah 46, 4, it says this, even to your old age, I am he, and to gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made, and I will bear, and I will carry, and I will save. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is enough. The devil doesn't want you to know this. The devil doesn't want you to know that you have everything that you need. The devil doesn't want you to know that you have the authority to pull down strongholds in your life. The devil doesn't want you to know that you can go to war for that situation. The devil doesn't want you to know that we, the church, the ecclesia, the body, have the authority to pull down the strongholds over the United States of America. Yes, I know they got drag queen story time. I know they're telling people you can be a girl or a boy if you're one or the other and, and flip your gender and take hormone blockers. I know they're telling people all these wicked, wicked, evil things. God prepared us for that. The word of God said in the end times, it will be like the days of Noah. That's what we're experiencing. Witness, wickedness, wickedness, evil, deceit. People are deceived. We see people are deceived right now. That's frustrating for us. But God has awakened you. God has given you a mandate. God has given you a mission. It's not going to be too much for you to bear because he's with you. It's not going to be something that takes you down or takes you out because he's going to give you the strength. He's going to give you everything that you need to accomplish the mission. Oftentimes, he gives the vision before he gives the provision. How do I know that? Well, this ministry, you know, people always ask me, they say, well, where's your church? <laughs> For 17 years, we had a building, 17 years. And you know what? When God took me into being uncomfortable, and I'm going to tell you, it's, it's super uncomfortable. I'm still very used to having a church building. And I know that time is coming again soon. In fact, I know it's coming real soon. But right now, he's got us going out about three weeks of the month, maybe sometimes more. And, and the things that he has us doing, he's opening doors that only he could open. I mean, these are doors that are unbelievable. The people that I talk to in a day, it's unbelievable. It, it shouldn't be happening. It's just God. It's God. The things that he has this ministry involved in right now is, 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 is the Lord. And we are making an impact in this nation because there's an anointing and there's a willingness to go and there's a willingness to say yes. But people try to mock me and they say, oh, he didn't even have a church. Well, I had one for 17 years and we have a church. In fact, there's more people that listen to this broadcast on a weekly basis than all the years in the church. Okay, one week we can have upward of 100,000 people tune in. Okay, sometimes more. There's a reach in this ministry and people are getting saved. Just last week we had another 22 people. I don't know what it is about the number 22. It keeps happening. 22 people, 22 people. 
I think it's the Lord wanting to show me. I think the Lord wants to show us we're over the target. I mean, I'm telling you, there's been at least four or five weeks. We've, we've had 22 salvations. What is it about that number? I don't know. But there's been week after week that we've had 22 salvations. It's like amazing. And it's not the same people, by the way. It's a God thing. Now, there's been weeks when we have less. There's been weeks when we've had a few more. I think the most that we had was 27. One week, these are people that actually reach out. Now, I know more people are probably accepting Jesus that don't let us know. If you want to reach out to us, we'll send you a Bible. We'll pray with you. We want to know, especially if this is your church. Okay, we're rejoicing with you. I was a sinner in need of a savior. I'm no better than you. God is doing something. So what the devil wants to do, he wants to discourage me. He wants to mock me. He wants to make fun of me. Oh, you're not effective. He wants me to grow weary. Same thing for you. Whatever you're doing, it may seem small in your eyes. It's not. If God said it, he wants you to do it. If God said it, there's a reason. He is setting things up. He is setting things up in order to do what he wants to do for his glory, not ours. See, it's not about us. It's not about followers. It's not about likes. It's not about celebrity. It's not about clicks. It's not about, you know, how many people. It doesn't matter. I mean, I can throw out some numbers just so that you know, but that's not what it's about. What it's about is showing up and doing the work of the kingdom. And collectively, as a remnant community, we take back the territory for the kingdom of God. He's with us when our hairs are gray. He's going to carry us. You know, everything that we have to bear, he'll bear. We lay it down at the foot of the cross. Our yoke is easy. Our burden is light. We inquire of the Holy Spirit. We have an active prayer life. We have an active prayer life. This is one of the most important things about being a Christian is an active prayer life. I don't care what that person said or this person said. What did God say? What did God say about you? What did God say about your calling? What did God say about what he wants you to do? That's what matters. An audience of one, my friends, confidence in Jesus Christ, confidence in who he is, confidence in who we are in him. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. In Luke 137, it's very short. You probably heard this before. You don't need to turn there, but you take notes. Luke 137, it says this, for nothing will be impossible for God. That's a mic drop. Nothing will be impossible for God. If you're sitting with your family right now, or you're sitting with your loved ones, look to your neighbor, look to them and say, nothing will be impossible for God. Nothing will be impossible for God. This is what we sometimes forget. This is what the devil wants us to forget about the God that we serve, the one that created all things, heaven and earth. Think about all the miracles that he's done in your life before. Think about what he did in my life. He saved me from nine, nine stab wounds, one in the heart. He took me out of a life of sin and death where I was partying in Hollywood. I was messed up. I was addicted. He turned it around. He gave me a second chance. Some of you understand what I'm saying. He's given you a second chance. Maybe you're in that moment right now where it's a, it's a valley experience. And it's tough. And you're saying, Pastor, I need strength. Pastor, I need my prayers to be answered. God is saying, hold on. God is saying, just hold on a little bit longer. You're on the winning team. Confidence in Jesus Christ. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Your situation is not too difficult for God. The situation in our nation is not too difficult for God. God can move. God will move. Hold on, Christian. Hold on. 
Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the presence in here today. Somebody is getting a breakthrough today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. The devil has tried to steal from us too long, church. It's time for us to come out from among them. It's time for us to understand our identity in Jesus. It's time for us to walk in that confidence. I often talk about that Greek word, ekbalo. It sounds weird. It's a strange word. But it means to go out, to cast out, and to drive out, to go, and to make disciples of all the nations, to go out, to cast out, to drive out. That's who we are in Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, you can go ahead and turn there. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21, it says this. It says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. I'm going to read that again so it sinks in. We've got to sink. That this, this, is, this is reality. This is the truth. And the truth shall set us free, right? This is the truth. The word of God in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the word. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The word is the offensive weapon in the armor of God. The sword of the spirit, the word. That's why I say so much. The word, the word, the word. Get into the word. Know the word. Love the word. Hear the word. Let's read it again. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly then we ask or think, my goodness, my goodness, far more than we ask or think according to the power at the work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. What does amen mean? It is finished. That's it. It's done. That word right there, that's very significant. It's very strategic why it says amen at the end of this verse. I'm going to read this again because if you didn't get anything that I said this morning, I want you to get this. I want you to put this scripture up if you're going through a season of trial. I want you to put this scripture up if your marriage is in trouble right now. I want you to, I want you to put this scripture up if you're interceding and you're praying for your son or your daughter, and the devil is in your ear saying that God is not going to answer. I want you to put this up. If your work is in trouble, your job is in trouble, your finances are in trouble. I want you to put this up. If someone is accusing you or attacking you right now in your life, you have got to hear this, my friend. This isn't for me. This isn't about me. It is for me. It's for you too, but it's not about me. It's not about a church. It's not about any of that stuff. I want you to take this and put it right in your heart. Right in your heart. I want this to feed your spirit, feed your soul, like we talked about in the beginning. This is the bread of life. Feed your soul right now with this truth. Feed your soul and accept this as the reality of the situation. Accept this. Not what the devil's saying. Not what the world is saying. Not what the naysayers are saying. Not what the liars are saying. I want you to accept this as the reality over your situation and over the church and over our nation. This scripture, put it up, put it up and proclaim. You remember when Satan was tempting Jesus? What happened? Jesus said, it is written. Get behind me, Satan. He starts speaking the word of God. It is written because Satan has to adhere to the word of God. That's why I know we're not done. That's why I know we're not defeated. That's why I know there's still hope because as long as we're here, there's hope. He says, occupy until he comes. He says, he's with us even until the end of the age. He says, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. Hallelujah. That's the anointing that's here today. It's the presence of the most high God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, that you go before us.
Thank you, God, that you never leave us. You never forsake us. In our situation right now, you hear our prayers. The faithful, fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much. Hallelujah. Do not be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind is being renewed today. I'm going to read it again. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. It says this. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask of him, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever it is finished hallelujah that's it he's able to do more than we ask he's able to do more than we think he's able to do more than we can fathom in our human finite brain see we look at the whole situation i'll tell you i've been in the flesh i'm just going to be real with you i listen to old david wilkerson if you ever listen to david wilkerson he had uh, the tabernacle in new york and uh, i'll tell you it was powerful he was a powerful pastor. He was anointed. He's gone to home to be with the Lord, but he's like Kim Clement and some of these other guys where he was ahead of his time. And I remember him saying something like there was a period where he had to lay it all down. There was a period where he had to get recharged and restrength and in the ministry. And, and, you know, sometimes ministry can get busy and you get all kinds of people reaching out from all over and it's just busy, 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 busy. But if I don't stay in the spirit, that's it. If I don't stay in the presence, that's it. I, I lose it. I disconnect from the, from the power source. You know, it's like a cell phone, you know? How many of you got cell phones that die after a while, right? You gotta, what do you got to do? You got to recharge them. God wants us to plug in, plug into his spirit, plug into his word. Think of the word as a charger in your life. Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word. I love the prophets. Listen to the prophets. That's great if they're legit. Test the spirits. Make sure it's in line with your spirit. It's in line with the word of God. It bears witness. Make sure it's not, you know, a lone ranger out there saying some bizarre stuff that doesn't have anything to do with the word of God. Make sure it goes in accordance to the word. That's what a prophet does. They speak from God's heart. And God's heart is from the word. So it should always be in agreement with the word. Excuse me. Philippians 1.6. Uh, Philippians 1.6 Philippians 1, says this. And I am sure of this, that he who began, oh, come on now, Philippians 1, 6, turn there. You got to read this. You got to read this. Are you sure in yourself? Are you sure in your faith? Are you confident in the God that you serve? Are you confident, Christian? Are you confident? Do you walk in that confidence? Philippians 1, 6, and I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Oh, doesn't that make you feel good? Doesn't that make you understand who we are? I just, I just want to, I just want to weep before the Lord. I just want to thank him for his glory. I just want to thank him that he's enough. I just want to thank him that he's with us even until the end of the age. I want to thank him for his word, which remains true, that not one jot or not one tittle is untrue, that his word, all authority, heaven and earth has been given to him, that he sits at the right hand of the father. Oh, that who shall ever believe in him shall not perish and have everlasting life, everlasting life. We're just passing through in this world, my friends. We're just passing through Philippians 1, 6, and I am sure of this. That he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. 
Jesus, 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 thank you for your anointing. Jesus, thank you that your word is so powerful. Jesus, thank you for this community, for every mocking spirit, every lying spirit that tries to tell us we're done, we're defeated, we're ineffective, we're not doing anything. This is the reality. This is the reality. This is who we are. We are confident in you, Jesus Christ. We are confident in you. We find joy in you. We find peace in you. We find rest in you. You say, Pastor, this evil cabal, what they're doing to the children, what they're doing to our country, what they're doing, they're in control. They control all the, the power structure, the institutions, the schools, the government is a swamp. The cabal, the new world order, all of it. How are we ever going to overcome? We shall overcome by the power of our testimony, my friends, by the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of our testimony. We are on the winning team. We are confident in Jesus Christ. You know what? A lot of people would have told us that Roe v. Wade would have never been overturned, but it was overturned. A lot of people told us that Israel would never become a nation, but it was a nation. A lot of people said Donald Trump will never be president, but he became president. A lot of people said the Georgia Guidestones will never come down. They came down in one day. My friends, hold on. They said, Todd Coconato, you will never have a ministry. Todd Coconato, you will never be a pastor. Look at you. Look who you are. They try to say all kinds of things about me. I know they did it about you too. Cast those words down. God, who do you say we are? Who do you say I am, Lord? I'm confident in you. I'm confident in your word. I'm confident in what you said. I don't know why but the Spirit of the Lord is telling me to read this scripture again because somebody is about to get a breakthrough this morning. Somebody is about to get a breakthrough this morning. You say, Me? Yes, you. Somebody's asking right now, Is he talking to me? Literally, you're asking that right now. The Lord said, Yes, I'm talking to you. The pastor's talking to you. You're going to get a breakthrough this morning. In your situation, listen, I've seen the most difficult, challenging situations where it seemed like there was no chance of a breakthrough. And I've seen God move and I've seen God pull down the strongholds because we showed up and said, yes, he's given us the authority to trample on scorpions and devils. He's given us the authority. That same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is in us. That Acts chapter two spirit that suddenly that came, that Holy Spirit is ready to move in our nation, is ready to move in our world, is ready to move in your situation, in your home, is ready to move in your situation, in your job, is ready to move in your breakthrough in your finances. Receive it right now. Breakthrough in your finances. Breakthrough in your finances. Somebody needs to hear that today. You've been calling upon God's name. And God is about to do something in your financial situation. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He's never out of resources. He's never lacking. Somebody that's been lonely. You've been dealing with loneliness. You've been dealing with loneliness so much. God is just saying, rest in me. Rest in me. He's got you in the palm of his hands. He's ordering your steps. He's going to bring somebody. He's going to answer your prayers. Hold on. Hold on. Confidence in Jesus Christ, confidence in who we are. I am sure, I am sure, I am sure. You've been through the refiner's fire, that's all right. God's just preparing you for something. Nothing you have been through will be wasted. Nothing you have been through. You say, I'm so dirty, pastor. I've had three abortions. I'm so dirty. I've been through divorces. I'm so dirty. I've been a drug addict. Well, guess what? So as so many of the people that are watching this broadcast, you think that I don't have skeletons in my closet? Give me a break. 
That's what the gospel message is. You are washed in the, in the blood of the lamb. Your sin is thrown in the sea of forgetfulness when you repent. That's it. That's not who you are. Be sure in who you are. One more scripture before we go. One more scripture before we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's, it's uh, Philippians 3, 13 through 14. Philippians 3, 13 through 14 says this, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. And these scriptures are powerful. Are you pressing forward in the upward calling of Jesus Christ on your life? I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. Are you doing that today? Are you pressing forward? Are you moving ahead? Is this your reality? Have you made a decision? There isn't no second string. There's no backup plan in your life. That's it. It's Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. I have decided to contend for my marriage. I have decided to contend for my job. I have decided to contend for my child. I have decided to contend for my finances. I have decided to contend for my health. I have decided to contend for this nation. We will not grow weary in doing good. We are standing on the promise of God because the promise is yes and amen. Hope in the future. And I am sure in God. Confidence in Jesus Christ confidence in who you are, confidence that he is with you. Somebody needed this confidence today. Listen, before we close this morning, I want to just pray for you. You need confidence. You need, you need to be sure. You need to be 100% sure. There's no, there's no other option. Oh, I know the battle's tough. I know it's significant. I know the warfare is tough. Listen, I don't even tell you guys half of the warfare we deal with because I don't even want to give Satan that, that platform. I don't even tell you half of the things that we deal with as a ministry, all the craziness, the madness that happens. I don't even talk about it. Why? Because I don't want to, I don't even want to give Satan that place. The bottom line is it doesn't matter. He is with us. He is enough. No matter how many times the devil's tried to take me down, he's never been able to do it. No matter how many bad situations I've been, I've always had a way out. There's always been a way out. There's always a way out. God always gives us a way out. It may look super grim right now in your situation. It may look right now where you're at so crazy and you say, what is this preacher even talking about? I'm here to tell you there's a way out. I'm here to tell you God's about to break through in that situation where it seems like there's no way God is about to move just like a Red Sea. Pardon. That's it. He's going to part the situation. Suddenly, a move of the Holy Spirit in your life. A move of the Holy Spirit. How do I know? I've seen it so many times. We press forward towards the upward calling. Hallelujah. You're chosen. If you get it, if you're awake, you're chosen. If you understand what this preacher is talking about, you say, I know he's speaking the truth because it's from the word of God. You're chosen. Many are called, but few are chosen. I want to pray for you right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, why don't you just lift up your hand if you can. In the name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit, I want to thank you for everybody watching right now. I want to thank you for the anointing that is here today. I want to thank you that breakthrough is taking place right now. 
right now. I, somebody is feeling a warmth over their body right now. You're feeling a healing touch of the Holy Spirit. On my best day of preaching, I can't make you feel that. I feel the warmth literally leaving my hand right now. Somebody is getting a healing right now. If that's you, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. I want to hear the testament. God is healing your back. He's healing your neck. I feel it right now. He's healing. There's a healing going on. Somebody's got a cancer diagnosis. And God says, I want to heal you. I want to, I want to baffle these doctors. I want to move on your behalf. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody got an addiction, addiction to pornography, addiction to drugs and alcohol. You say, pastor, I watch you, but I can't get rid of this thing. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. That's going to be your testimony. That's going to be, we're going to overcome by the blood of the lamb. And the, and the power of our testimony. That's your testimony. That's why it's been so hard. Breakthrough, breakthrough in Jesus' name. Breakthrough in Jesus' name. Breakthrough in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Oh, I know we're on a, it's a TV or a, you're looking through your app or you're looking through your smartphone or whatever and you think, you know, this isn't like normal church service. We're uncomfortable right now, but you know what? God is making a way where it seems like there is no way. God is moving in a new way. This is the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You're contending for a marriage. Somebody's got tears that are running down their face right now. You feel the presence of the Most High God. And God is calling you out by name. You know that you're meant to go deeper in the ministry. You know that God has been calling you. You've been kind of questioning it. And God is saying, yes, move towards the cross. Move towards me. Move towards the calling. Don't lack the faith. Trust in him with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He's going to direct your path. He sees those tears, my friend. He sees those tears. Hey, listen, before we go, before we go, somebody needs to give their hearts to the Lord today. Say, this preacher's been fiery today. Listen, there's some madness going on in our country. We'll call a spade a spade. We'll call sin, sin. We're not afraid to do that. This isn't about us, friends. There is a glory. There is a manifestation of the presence of the Most High God. There's revival. That's new life that's taking place. God is doing something new and something fresh, and he's doing it in your life, and he's about to do something significant in your life. Today is the day you need to accept Jesus. Not because I say it, but because God is calling you. Don't wait another day. You say, Pastor, if I were to die, if I were to get killed, if Jesus were to come, I'm not sure. I'm on my way to heaven. I want to make sure I'm on my way. That's you. Let's go ahead and lift your hand right now wherever you are. That's me, Pastor. I just want to make sure if I were to die, if I were to get killed, if Jesus were to come, I want to make sure I'm on my way to heaven. If that's you, just lift your hand right now and I want you to pray this prayer with me. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the cross of Calvary. I thank you for dying on that cross for my sin. Jesus, I accept you into my heart. It's my Lord and my Savior. I dedicate my life to you. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are Lord. This day, I give my life to you. I will never turn away. I will never stray. Never, ever, ever. Never, ever, ever. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if that's you, angels are rejoicing right now. Angels are rejoicing. You have walked out of a life of sin and death. You've walked into the light and life of Jesus Christ. I want to hear from you. If you can, email me, todd.cocconato, todd.cocconato at rlcus.org. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to pray with you. I'd love to give you a Bible. So much more. Thank you for giving your heart. God is rejoicing. Angels are rejoicing. We are rejoicing with you as a community. 
There's been some breakthrough today, my friends. Confidence in Jesus Christ. I am sure, I am sure, I am sure. I'm on the winning team and we will win in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning into this service. We bless you in the name of Yeshua.